I regret to inform you that uh, Detective Moss is dead. Yay! <laughs> Detective Moss is dead for crimes against the Keeper. The real mystery. How did he have the audacity? Figure it out. How dare you take my Downloaded line. Downloaded it. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> back to the second half of our one-part Halloween adventure. Just like I promised my players. Don't worry, guys. We'll be out in an hour. It'll be fine. And they believed it. But I warned you, and you knew better. Sweet and for that, yourself. I'm proud of you. This is a Torchlit Tavern presentation of Monster of the Week, which is a super dope freeform game system that we like to use for our special events. And we didn't shout out. Oh, we didn't do that the first time around, did we? Shout it out. All right, yes, Monster of the Week. That is brought to us by Michael Sands and Evil Hat Productions, LLC. Thanks a lot, guys. We love this game. It's a super fun, free-flowing game. The DM gets to do horrible and punishing things to their players and there's nothing they can do about it except roll two d6s and hope for the best it's great definitely encourage it a lot of fun especially as the dm so our last episode we got people in and they started investigating these weird murders drownings that don't make sense flash floods sure but not there i'm jay i play tate moss <laughs> i'm ryan and i play orangey pritchett <laughs> just fucking rushed it in there i'm jeff I play Marley O'Shaughnessy. And the most important person on our podcast today is our illustrious guest. Hi, uh, my name's Justine. I am also go by Selfie Forever on social media. I play Janny Waters, the expert for this session. And uh, what do you do? Uh, I am a costume designer for independent films, small productions. Um, I'm also a cosplayer and a social media coordinator. Uh, that one was a recent career change. <laughs> boss congrats well, on that it is great to have such a broad spectrum of talents on our show and finally some content worth listening to i know that's the real reason our listeners listen is to see when we finally bring in someone worth a damn so without further ado a damn would probably help with the drownings <laughs> yes yeah, so the intel that you guys have so far just what you all you prepare how you move forward to make sure that there's not any gaps because mm -hmm. we know that our dm is awesome and never fucks anything up never So, you know that the natives, where they're camped out, is out across Traveler's Flats. And you know that Traveler's Flats is where things have been going on. And uh, so if you wanted to investigate the scenes of the crime, it would be out on Traveler's Flats. And if you wanted to talk to the natives and see what they know about, that would be on the other side of it. So that's that's how you can sort of set up your, your investigation there. Oh, and if you wanted to, if you wanted to go visit the, uh, the grave of... The other Mr. Grant or Mr. Jacobson, the late Jacobson, the graveyard is just down the road. That's not concealed information. Okay, uh, I have a thing called the sight that uh, you can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences you may communicate with, and maybe even make deals with the spirits you see, and they give you more opportunities to spot clues when you investigate a mystery. Where do you think would be the best place to do that, friends? 
probably the crime scene. If we go to Traveler's, Traveler's Flats, we should Traveler's investigate Flat. that. That was my thought as well. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go straight to talk to the natives. Is there any last-minute information we should share with each other or thoughts that we should share with each other? Because this might be a great time for us to talk amongst ourselves as we travel there to the natives. Moss is like, I don't necessarily believe in lead. Uh, Molly, you've been doing a great job with your interrogations. And as I've found over our last few cases together, I am not always clear thinking when it comes to matters of the occult. And there is no doubt that something is very off with this case. It's good to have you here, Onji, and you, Molly, and you, Jenny. It's good to meet you. Um... You all seem more prepared for this. Your eyes lit up several times while inve- while interrogating that little girl, and I'd like to know what you think. Also, Jenny, if she has any information on the situation. Of course. Ah, uh, well, uh, from the beginning, I've I've been concerned that it's most likely some sort of death spirit, uh, uh, one of those who passed and now, uh, through some challenges of their their passing, is one who ushers others into their own demise. That was my first assumption, but with the inclusion of the the bird, there's more there that I don't know. Yes. I have to ask, is it possible that someone attacked them in the thunderstorm, and the adults were the only ones who didn't see it? It is possible, but what I would more likely say is that something attacked them. As I say, some sort of spirit. If you looked at their equipment and listened to their story, they said they were in the rain for not more than a few minutes, which is to say less than an hour. If you were in the rain for less than an hour... On a flat land, it's hard to sneak up on someone. It's hard to sneak up someone on someone and flat land for less than an hour. And their gear looked like it had been sitting at the bottom of a river for at least a week. It was still wet when we got there. Do you think that there's a connection between the bird in the sky with the clouds and this uh, death spirit? Or do you think that the... Spirit was more so taken advantage of the situation with the rain. That's my question as well. I'd like to say that there there has to be some version of connection. Uh, typically, death spirits are not well known for bringing the conditions in which someone is dead to the person, but more for luring them to it. But in this situation, with the two things being present at the same time, it seems likely that they're linked, but I, I just don't know much about this this bird this bird in the sky as he makes air quotes i i'm i'm i can only hope that that the natives have some information unless unless you miss waters know anything about more local yeah jenny what do you know about the locals and their beliefs uh that is a good question what do i know about the locals and their beliefs would that be investigate Um, a mystery or yes something sure uh who would she be asking in that situation? I mean, investigate is also like a crime scene, so you don't actually have to interrogate anybody. But oh yeah, she could do that thing. She's in the town where her library is. Uh, Sorry, we're in the west. She's in the town where her library is. <laughs> La biblioteca. She is a librarian. A yeah, librarian. I suppose I could use my my lore library. Take a plus one forward yeah. to investigate the mystery. Yo, is it nearby? It's the the schoolhouse. It's in the town. Small yeah. town. Yeah. It's in the town. Let's go. Yes, let us head that way. We go to the library. All right. Yep, you go to the library. There's Sasparilla here. <laughs> no, <laughs> but man, on the way to that library, it's, it's hot. Yeah, I knew what you were going to say. Can I, could, can I bother you for some water? Oh, of course. And then she'll reach into pack her pack horse and saddlebags or whatever and pull out a canteen and hand it to you. 
I I uh, take that away a little too forcefully and I say yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Orangey, are you okay? It's very hot, see, Moss. You, yes, it is, but you, you can sweat, right? Like you'll you'll survive. It's very hot, Moss. Uh, it, yes, Orangey, enjoy the water. Uh, we go to the library. Are we just gonna like? Yeah, go ahead and she's gonna investigate a mystery. She's gonna ask her questions. It's gonna be her researching in the library, and I'm gonna give her answers. Right. I uh, rolled a six. Oops. Do you <laughs> add, anything, add anything to that? Can I aid? So there's, there's no real downside here. You're reading books. Yeah. It's about as safe as research can get, but you're reading books on content that isn't well established. Okay. So you're finding in the books that it is believed in superstition that the natives who are widely regarded as hostile and aggressive to anyone new to the area use their spirits to enact vengeance. You also find that there's a number of spirits they have, ranging from the Wendigo to various shapeshifters. And then finally, you do find note of something that matches up with what Marley and the child had said of a, a flying bird in the sky. But there's no real information on what it is. It just says that there's supposedly this bird of thunder and lightning, and the natives can summon it. Bingo! Bingo. Seems like there is mention of some bird of thunder and lightning in the sky that the natives can summon, and the natives ah. are particularly hostile to newcomers, and they have a plethora of spirits to call upon to enact their revenge. Six is the, ah. six was the sort of answer, right? I just want to make it's, sure that it's I a, that It is a nothing, actually. Technically, because oh. anything below oh, okay. seven is always a fail. <laughs> That's brutal. Okay. Good. Then I handled yes. that correctly. I want to make sure. <laughs> it's hard to fail when you're reading books, though. We found uh, out that it's a thing, yeah. and that's all. It does, in and fact, that's... exist. The natives so, do, in fact, use it. <laughs> Moss goes, oh, good. Use so what, do we, what, what else do we know about it? Mark experience, Justine. That's it, I'm yes. afraid. <laughs> well. You'll be wiser for it. As it turns out, we're just going to have to keep making our way over to those natives then. Uh, does Marley does it. And that's quick... why public libraries are losing funding to this day. <laughs> Christ, Too easy silently. to roll a fucking six. So we move on. <laughs> we lose a little bit of time. We don't. We we. It just sort of. No guys, that was it. Fuck libraries. That was the whole campaign. We're done. Okay. Cool. We got to the important. Taught everybody the valuable lesson. Yep. Burn the books. Burn <laughs> the books. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen at all. Marley checks himself. He he makes sure he has his special bullets and his his gun is uh, loaded. He has regular bullets. Molly. He puts the regular hey, bullets hey, in there, and he pulls out his his uh, custom knuckle dusters real quick that are horseshoe knuckle dusters, and he puts them back. Maybe make sure that those things aren't visible when we get there. As she did say that they are somewhat hostile to newcomers. Oh yes, of course. You never can see them when I'm not pulling them out on somebody. And he tucks his he tucks his uh, Colt revolver behind his back under his coat, just like it always is. Oh, and Orangey, you silly person. That's not my revolver. I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> and the knuckle duster's tucked away inside his coat. And <laughs> just like always, he looks like the friendly railway man you know. I, I suppose it is good to make sure that we are prepared. And I check my revolver, and then from behind me, I pull up my extremely large <laughs> combat Your knife. unnecessarily I, large knife. <laughs> I forgot about that. You knife. don't know where I pulled it from, but it was there. And I make sure it is just as sharp, and I put it back. Janny checks that she has her dagger strapped trustily to her thigh strap, because that's a thing. And she has the magnum in her clutch. 
This is this is Janny's version of the trailer on Netflix for Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> hey, that's a good show. That was a good movie. I uh, haven't watched it yet. Looks cool. It's, it's good. Uh, Boss Pat's his single shotgun. <laughs> it feels very under arm. I feel like Moss's shotgun is more of a coach gun. There's also a Moss uh, pulls out a shotgun. Goes, yep, gun. it's a shotgun, and <laughs> yep. that's that's that. On the pack, on the pack horse, because I'm assuming we're taking the wagon and we're strapping my pack yeah, horse. Yeah, so that's to the it. next question: is how are you guys going there? It's a long ride. It's not something you would want to do on foot. Uh, you have Cletus's wagon, wagon that you can borrow, or sorry, Cletus's buggy that you can borrow, and uh, Janny has her horse, so that's not a big deal. Uh, can we make a stop at the saloon? Yeah, of course. Aye. It's going to be a, a rather long drive. Um, in the Marley's, in the heat, Marley's driving Cletus's buggy, so Aye. we're we're. Ah, going on that. Yes, I. but we should get supplies. He's right. Why are you so concerned about the heat? It's hot, Moss. It's oh. very hot. The only thing I want to say about this interaction, Orangey, is rage. Because how could he not fucking understand? <laughs> how could this daft, dumb, insolent fuck be incapable <laughs> of grasping the gravity of this situation? Do with that what you will. Moss, could you could you step outside with me for just a moment? Uh, absolutely, Orange. What 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 can I do for you? And uh, we step outside, and we step into. Uh, I step out into directly the sunlight, and I pull some of my hair back, and you see, uh, just the makeup, just running, running directly into my eyes. Uh, and that's horrible. I'm a larper. Oh. I can say that's the fucking worst. Moss, this yes. is why I cannot. It is too hot. Oh, Orgy, if, if you're worried about the makeup melting, maybe you should just take it off for a day. I don't... No. <laughs> Roll to manipulate someone. <laughs> uh, Orangey. Yeah, we're not going to manipulate Orangey, rather than roll know, manipulate, right? roll magic. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, shit. That is... Oh, fuck. Uh, that oh, is no. a, uh, a flat 10. Oh, God. But with, but with weird, that is a 12. Oh, no. So what is happening, Mitch? A twelve is a success. Uh, uh, twelve is a resounding success, right? Yeah. So you. Uh, so uh, my eyes, my eyes light up, and my hair stands up on my head. And what happens, Mitch? So the makeup that was in Orangey's eyes is no longer in their eyes because if you've ever seen what ultra low bass at high frequency does to water, where it does the like particulate levitation thing, it does that. And uh, Orangey, you feel the compulsion to smite and destroy Moss. But you control it, and instead, Moss, for a brief few seconds, you enjoy the wonderful simplicity of life as a literal newt. Unfortunately, you're in Nevada, and, as we like to say, it's hot. So I've been turning into a A few seconds go by, a few seconds go by, and then you turn back into Moss. All of your memories are intact. What what just happened? What the fuck just happened? Orangey, what I, the hell did- what, ju- what just- I don't know, but if you don't get me inside, it might happen again. I picked them up and I put them inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I- excuse me, barkeep, yes. Uh, can we get a barrel of sarsaparilla for the road? That'll be $60. Oh, J- J- Janny, can you afford that? And I look at her, like, with this very nervous smile. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. With the grin of a newt. Yes. Yes, I can. Um, if it'll prevent something like that from happening again. Uh, yes. Oh! Oh, she saw. 
Oh, good. Jenny? Windows in the saloon <laughs> are very clear. Jenny? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> None of us can explain what happened, but I just don't want it to happen again. And the sarsaparilla would go a long way to not making that happen again. I still don't know what's going on, but I agree. Marley sits. Hey, there. Marley, how are you? Have you gotten all of our supplies ready? Marley, Marley is sitting there with that whiskey bottle that he's like had tucked away. He's, he's got deep pockets. He's had tucked away this whole time. That first bottle of whiskey. And he's sipping it as as that whole thing went down and all you were talking. And he goes, oh, Orangey, you've made quite a deal with something, haven't you? Still trying to figure that out, Molly. And he takes a couple more swigs and he tucks the bottle away and he goes, yeah, I got everything we need. We go. Let's go. He loads. He, he finishes loading up the uh, We're the going buggy. to see the natives. I, I don't recall where you're going first. That That's the question is. You were going to check out where the shit went down. That's fine. And you were going to talk to the natives. That's fine. But which one first? The natives. natives. Gotcha. Yeah, although we are passing through Traveler's Flats to get to the natives. Right? Yeah, you, you pass through Traveler's Flats, so you can do it in oh. either order. Oh, I mean, well. Yeah, shit. I mean, if it the point is to go through Traveler's Flats, then we will check it on the way. I didn't realize yeah. we were going through it. All right, yeah. Uh, one thing that I will say is, as you guys move, you guys begin to ride out, um, Cletus's buggy was covered, so that's cool. It spares you the horrible death of Orangey's wrath. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you, Cletus. The buggy is a quick and nimble little thing. It's uncomfortable to seat all of you on it because it's a two-seater, but the three of you do fit. It's not ideal. Four? <clears throat> no. She has a horse. Oh, oh okay. That's right. <laughs> I'm riding the uh, horse fact, driving the cart. I'm riding the the, cart, horse the buggy has its own horse, actually. Huh? The buggy has its own horse. Oh. Okay. So you're riding alongside us. Oh, yeah, okay. it, it's a... Uh, actually, it's it's not a horse. It's a two-mule buggy. It's one of those. Okay, got it. Got it. it, it, it is you can probably rig up a third mule, but you don't have a third mule, so... Is, is I mean, Jan, it was is Jan, is Janny a, a, like, full, just riding her horse, or is she a side seat, demure kind of a rider? No, riding her horse. That's where the slit in the dress comes in, with the trousers and the boots underneath. So you can get on the so horse. So you can get on the horse and actually yeah, so. ride normally. Yeah. Which also means that her horse now has a dress on. Yes. Yes. It's true. It's got a very nice uh, dress yeah. over its boots. Fantastic. Nice little horse. So we travel through Traveler's Flats. And yeah, we... you head out of your town, you make your way towards Traveler's Flats, mm. and... There is like four clouds in the whole sky. They're the well, funny-looking flat ones you get out in the desert. Mm-hmm. As, so uh, everything seems clear. As we're moving on through, I'm going to go ahead and activate the sight, the vision, the things you see. Yeah, that is a six plus two, so an eight. It works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch, and the keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. Uh, so I'm going to be using the sight, and uh, that allows me to see the invisible and especially spirits and magical influences, and I can or cannot, or I can, or I may be able to communicate with these things. And that helps when, uh, it helps, gives more opportunities to spot clues for when you investigate a mystery. Sure, of course. And But also, since I only rolled an eight, you get to choose a glitch. Yay! Okay. Which is the effect is weak, or the glitches are the effect is weakened. The effect is uh, of short duration. You t- I take harm. Uh, the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. Moss awesome. is immediately turned into a new. <laughs> Again, for a second time. Yep. At least Orangey succeeded to control himself. Yeah. So I am looking so, around for any uh, spookiness. You might say. There's like fucking nothing. For a long while, like you, because it's Traveler's Flat. It's aptly named. It's flat. There's not even like 
a lot of rocks out here. They're out. There's rocks and there's shrubs and things, but there's not much going on in this valley. And that does make the flash flood thing seem weird as hell, because the amount of water it would take to become dangerous in this large and flat of an area just doesn't make sense. And uh, so you're looking around and you see a glint over to the northern end of Traveler's Flat. Um, I pointed out. Do we see anything? So, Orangey points and doesn't say anything, and the party doesn't notice. What does Orangey say? <laughs> I say, uh, hey, I do, I believe there's something over there. We should go see it. Jenny will look at, at you guys. Perhaps something they left behind. Sure. Um, Orangey turns around to you and says, uh, apologies to any Swedes. Um, Yagthrorat det er nagot darbotren. Oh. Orangey? I. Wait. I repeat it. What language was that? Hang on. Swedish. By the powers of Google. It's Swedish. Yeah. Which, uh, Moss, you would likely recognize. I don't notice that they didn't speak English at first. Oh. Orangey, when did you learn Swedish? Marley well, Smith, uh, I haven't heard anybody come close to speaking Swedish in quite some time. Janny is just looking at you all like, what? Uh, the <laughs> I ask what he's God talking damn about. Immigrants. <laughs> is this normal for him? What are you talking about, Moss? It is he? Does he respond in Swedish or English? Vad pratar du om Mossa? All right. Well, Fucking play this game, bring it on, fucker. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I encourage our listeners to please look this up, because uh, I'm sorry. I don't even know how you use these vowels in Swedish. Like, I really don't know. We're going to butcher oh, this. We're going to do this wrong, but we have Google Translate. Let's do this. This is horrifying. Finally, driving the cart is going to go. Uh, I, I guess I'll go this way then. That's what you're, what you're looking at, you know. You two and continue pointing in the direction. Mr. Marley, is this normal? Jack Pratar, am at du talar svenka just nu? What did you say, Jay? <laughs> I'm talking about you speaking Swedish right now. Does he understand Swedish? That is a fair question. Um, yes. Uh, Marley looks over at you, Miss Waters, Mrs. Waters, and goes, "You know, normal is not a real frequent term thrown around." With our group, uh, Orangey, let me let me translate from Marley for you. You only speak Swedish currently. Ah, okay. Um, and I say, and I say back, this is unfortunate. Um, I'm just going to continue pointing in the direction because I'm assuming that just, things have gone to shit yet again. Just turn the <laughs> cart in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm moving the buggy that direction. I, I point harder. I don't. Just... Uh, actually, pointing intensifies. I'll I'll do I'll do Marley's part for you. Marley's part to you sounds like this. <laughs> so y'all look over there. The rest of you. Moss knows what the fuck Marley's yeah. or Orangey's talking about at least, but that doesn't help because there's nothing there. Like you don't see anything there. Marley's like okay, and you ride the cart, oh, the buggy over there. I just go where they are pointing. Father, that to sir. What did you say? I'm asking you, what is it you see? Uh, and I say something shiny, Mitch. Yes, Google is slow. Uh, oh fuck, that's how you say it in Filipino. Skinnade. Uh, <laughs> which is something shining. But as you get closer, it's 
Shiny! A woman and a girl. Oh. Marley looks over at Orangey uh, and goes, How did you know they were there? And wait, you so they, yeah, Marley they doesn't see that? Or Marley doesn't see it. Orangey okay. sees it. I immediately oh. put my hands out and I try to, like, get them to stop. What's the do? Oh, oh, there. Oh, there. So you're coming up with them, and then, uh, Marley, you see the back half of a wagon. And then a few feet away, you see the front half of a wagon buried in the, the sands and the dirt of the dunes. And, uh, Orangey, you see uh, a woman and a girl standing there uh, in garments yeah. that I will describe as traditional Swedish garments of the era because they're so fucking close to, like, a lot of the other garments. I don't know how I would articulate the difference. Okay. <laughs> you right, can so... explain that to Moss, and Moss is like, oh, yeah, Swedish clothes. That makes sense. Okay. Or, or fair. Do. What do you see? Uh, and I tell him that I see uh, two uh, Swedish, uh, a Swedish woman and child, and they are spirits. And, and Kavina, or, and TJ, oh, how do you say TJ, EJ? Swedes, why? Fine, <laughs> man. You did this to you. You did this to us. Edkavina, Och, and Tejanda, something? I don't know. Sorry. Sure. Again, Sweden. We're I apologize. We're not linguists, everybody. I'm sorry. Press the button and listen to it, then repeat it. Let's say from now on, everything that I say is Swedish, and same with Moss. <laughs> so we get close enough and we stop, I imagine. Yeah, um, so... So we see a... We see a downed wagon. Yeah, okay. yeah, y'all see a downed wagon. And Orangey sees the downed wagon, too. But Orangey also sees the two spirits. And Orangey also sees the two horses kicking around over in the shrubbery. Nobody else sees the horses. Oh. I relay to Marley that, that Orangey sees a... Because Marley's completely out because me and him can communicate, but not... Or me and them can communicate, but not me and Marley. Or not them and Marley. So I tell Marley that there are apparently two Swedish ghosts, apparently. Uh, and well, that's, I... Uh... I will take a glass of sarsaparilla with me, and I will uh, walk out toward them, and I will ask them. Orgy. Uh, what? I'll, Careful. And I put my hand up. Uh, I go up to them, and I. What? What? Uh, what are you doing here? Have you seen Daddy? So you all hear this. You all hear this, except that uh, Orangey doesn't understand because she's not speaking in Swedish. So you all hear in. What sounds like a very young version of Orangey's voice say that line. Have, have you seen Daddy? Uh, what does he look like? You can't understand them. Oh! Well, this She's is... She's speaking... She, You have traded voices. This is just the worst. But the whole party <laughs> hears this. Oh. In English. Um, yeah, or, They just can't see what it's coming from. Uh, anybody have any idea what to do here? No, I haven't seen... Daddy, anywhere. Vararetta, Orangey. Uh, what is this? Then, in a second, older voice, you hear an Orangey. You see the the older woman speaking this line. My husband, he's missing. Is he okay? And we hear that. Yes, and you hear, you hear a couple of horses neigh, but there aren't any horses. And Orangey, you see the two horses that were picking at the briar bush nearby, just sort of perk up and then sprint off and disappear. Okay, uh, Mitch, how do you propose that I go about communicating at this point? Because, like... <laughs> you can talk to Moss. In Swedish? Yes. This is Marley. horrible. Okay. Uh, Marley looks around confused. Jenny is also, also very we, confused. 
We don't see the horses, right? So no, no. Ghost horses. You heard horses. You very clearly heard where they came from, but you just see some briar bushes over there growing on the ground. Jagkan Ovasata. Uh, I can translate. Orgy. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Moss. I don't know what they're saying. I'll and Orgy up. says that in English again. What? I'm in English. Orgy is switched back to English. Yeah, Orgy is switched back to their own normal voice, and the illusion fades for Orgy. Okay, thank God. No, I don't know what I was speaking, but I did not understand what you guys were saying or what they're saying. Now I do, I guess. Because I don't realize he's switched back, because that's how that works. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dukat is the force in Gleska. And I just, I turn my head sideways like a dog does at him. And now you can understand English only, I'm assuming. Yes. Great. Good. Now Marley can understand. Okay. Well, anyway, uh... Oh, it's good to be back in the loop here. Um, Marley takes out his Colt revolver. He breaks it open. He takes some of the bullets out. He takes the special bullets out. He puts those in. He goes, so tell me, as he clicks it back together, where do I point this if I need to? Maybe we what wait on that. What the fuck did you see? They Just asked if we have seen their daddy. Yes, there there is a ghost woman and a ghost child here, and they are talking to me now. And <laughs> there were ghost horses, but they left. Oh, whole ghost group. So what a what a lovely what situation. What did they ask? If we've Initially? seen the father. Uh and I go over to them and I tell them, No, we haven't well, what does what does he look like? There's no response. They don't come back, they don't say anything. They faded away apparently. Yeah, no, nothing nothing happens. You got that little clip and that was that was what you got. Marley hops out the buggy and starts walking around the broken pieces of um what'd you call it? Wagon. Yeah. They have left us. I don't know what it was about. Is this Am I walking into danger, or am I investing, investigating a mystery, or what? You're in no immediate danger. No one is in any immediate danger. Does the wagon look like it's been waterlogged? Is it still damp, or is it dried? The deep? wagon's old. It's been sitting here for at least a year and a half. Of course. Um, Definitely been here over a year. Um, it looks like the wagon was in train, and an axle snapped. And it just couldn't take the load of moving at whatever velocity it was when the axle broke, and that just sundered the whole wagon. All right, I'd like to roll it to investigate a mystery as we kind of divide and conquer this site. Sure. This is my thing, finally. I can do it without holds, you know. Uh, that's an eight. Uh, I'm just, I just want to know what happened here. That's my one hold that I get. As I take a look at the way it's cracked, well, like I said, what happened. It looks like the wagon was moving at a pretty high speed and an axle gave out. That caused the wagon to come crashing down on the front end, and that caused it to split. You don't see immediately any signs uh, of remains, but as you kick around, you find a horse skull up in the briar bushes where, you know, Orangey can relate. They had seen the horses standing in the illusion. So it's a wagon wreck, an old wagon wreck, and it was never cleaned up or anything. It's just sort of left here. You investigate around and the totes still have now gone bad clothing items and things in them. This looks like it's from fairly early on when this town initiated. And you know this town's only a couple years old. You said it was six. Yeah. <laughs> That's a couple. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> more than two less than... Fuck. Alright. Mm-hmm. Not, not more than two less than five. It doesn't meet the rule. Mm-hmm. You're right. So... Is there something here? <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I got. It's a wagon like, wreck. Okay, that was my role. So, by you can tell that there were the the items for three people. 
There's oh. women's clothes. Moss knows this more than anyone else. Women's clothing, children's clothing, and men's clothing in Swedish fashion style for the current era. I rolled but a four nothing. to investigate a mystery. Don't think I see anything. Uh, Miss Waters sprains her ankle. <laughs> she finds the horse skull. She just, a foot goes through an eye socket, oh, and that's, no. that's it. You're serious. Oh, no. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, shit. Uh, I guess. Uh, uh, your oh, movement Jenny. speed is halved. Damn. Oh, that poor oh, you're horse. right there, Miss Walters. Ah, uh, uh, Molly, can you help her? Ah. Uh, of course, of course. What'd you find over there, Moss? It, it appears that this uh, cart was going at a high speed. The axle broke, and for whatever reason, due to the crash, or shortly after, the horses died. What'd you find in the, in when the cart? When this checks in with what you've heard about the other ones, where everyone seems to have been running from something. I found evidence that there were at least women and men in the cart. At least one of each. What kind of dressed? Swedish. They are wearing pe- clothes that are popular with my people. So you're te- so you're telling me that there was a man, a woman, and a child. At least. And, yes. And Orangey said that the woman and the child are looking for the man. Mm-hmm. And this supposed man was dressed similar to you. Yes. I now, believe I'm understanding what you're putting together. And if I'm putting it together right... We should leave this area now. Well, we should leave the area, but at least some of the questions may be getting a little closer to getting answered. The man that Jenny saw was dressed similarly to you, Detective Miles. This husband was also dressed similarly. Mm-hmm. And he was on a wagon that had no horses. Yes. And you remember... You remember earlier, when you were reviewing the notes, you, you kept feeling like you knew, you recognized one of the names. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. The Detective Moss recognized one of the names that now I can't fucking find because I suck. Hang on, where is it? Oh, now we're going to make this personal or some shit? Is that yeah. what you were talking about? Yeah. You know this person. Oh, yeah. shit. You, recognize, you felt like you recognized uh, the name Mikhail Ankerson. Oh, I, yeah. I dig through And you realize that luggage. that's because that's... Mikhail is an incredibly popular Swedish name. Mm-hmm. Of course you feel like you've... And you start thinking about it, and Ankerson doesn't immediately mean anything to you. It's it's a, a surname. It basically means son of a boatman. Uh, I, I imagine I find something monogrammed in the, in the luggage, or something like a buckle or something, or on the luggage itself, maybe. You find a journal. Okay. And That's it just says... Uh, <laughs> it's in Swedish. And there's nothing really in it much, other than that it does confirm the name, Mikael Ankerson. And do which I, was... I'm surprised he can read a waterlogged journal. Yeah, do I... It's not super damaged. Okay. Do I know? Do I know a Mikael Ankerson? No. Oh, okay. You, I just no, know you're just a real, all These parts are coming together because okay. it's like when you hear someone that's got a name very similar yeah. to someone, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar, but I can't like place where necessarily. It's yeah. sort of that situation. Okay. You were getting a false deja vu, and now you're realizing why. Mm. I, I, I'm looking through the stuff, and I see that they're, that they're kind of my people, and I, I get kind of down on that. But it also makes me very uneasy just being near what is obviously a place where people died. and Your people died. Yeah, and I'm also a little irritated that there wasn't a lot of follow-up on this particular death. Because the notes were sparse um, on this, right? Yeah, this was just... Was this was just the first note. one of this nature. Okay. This yeah. was the first... So it makes sense that it wasn't followed up on much. It was a freak accident. Like, yeah. why would you? Yeah, it, freak I, accident, it, right? It's an irrational irritation, but I still, I, yeah. I pocket the book and I turn everybody. It's like, can we get her back up on her, her horse? I, I do believe that we should get out of the area unless anybody else has more that they would like to do here. Orangey, is there anything you can 
do with your abilities. I think I've I think I did it. Okay. And I'm gonna go over and help uh Yeah, Marley's already Marley's already Thank helped you. her onto her horse. The pain is the pain is much lessened now. Uh it was just it was just a brief amount of pain. As someone who has twisted their ankle multiple times, it's like two minutes of oh my <laughs> god it hurts and then absolutely nothing is it's like okay it's done it's over it starts to throb unless you do anything to it you have received a level zero harm condition it just makes you slow on your feet okay we help Janny up on her horse or into the wagon whichever is easiest and we start to move because uh dead swedes make the live swede nervous <laughs> uh she has no problem riding a horse it is only yeah. when she is on foot that she will have any trouble uh, which which way to the natives we should get out yeah, I... You ride onward. Takes you a while. It's uh, very well through the day at this point. It, you got a couple hours of sundown when you get there. And uh, you find that there's a common military tent outside of their encampment, which is mostly teepees and whatnot. All temporary structures. The natives appear to be a bivouacking tribe that roams the areas, probably hunting and gathering as often they did in those areas. But there is one standard late military issue tent. Uh, I, I, I do a whistle as we approach to make it clear that we're on our way in. And, uh... Yeah, I approach slowly on the buggy. Like, with the buggy, I slow us down so that we're not barging in. I'm keeping pace with the buggy. On my pack horse. A, uh, a man steps out of the tent and, uh, waves at you as you come up. Uh, hello what there. Can I, uh, what can I help you people with today? And this man is, uh, a dark reddish hued skin, obviously of native descent, but he speaks... Clean and clearing English. Ah, uh, hello. Uh, I am Detective Tate Moss. This is Marley O'Shaughnessy, my friend Orangey Pritchett, and new friend Janny Waters. You might know her. She is from the area. Oh, yes. I, I know of Janny Waters quite well. I send a great deal of material to her. Yes, and it's been much appreciated. Janny, this is foreign to, this make, this is foreign to you. you. You don't recognize this person at all. Hmm? Oh. Okay. Hmm? Uh, okay. We've traveled across Traveler's Flats, uh, seeking a few answers about some uh, goings-on in the area. We were hoping you guys could, your, you and your people could fill us in on some more information. Uh, what information do you seek? I've been writing a great number of dissertations about the local lores of my ancestors. Well, we, we were more worried about the deaths in the area. Which deaths? Though the deaths might relate to the local lore of your ancestors, for all we know, but there's been, there's been quite a few drownings around here lately. Something about no, a thunderbird in the deal in... something about a bird of thunder and lightning in the sky and oh. a mysterious. You want to person. know about the thunderbird, and you think it's causing death? No, no. We don't think the thunderbird, as you've said, itself is causing deaths, but it seems to be a part of something that is. If you've got more information about it, let me tell you, I'd love to hear it. And I don't wish to conflate the uh, issues if they're unrelated. Uh, Oh, no, they, I assure you, they're most unrelated. There's no way. A thunderbird is a great creature in the sky that we invoke the journey of, and he travels across the great celestial body and brings behind him a wake of thunder and lightning, and through that rain, water, and healing it is a creature of health, not death. So perhaps it, it was... Not healing physically, but healing of the, the mind. So perhaps like it was our healing. second thought where... It's another creature of some sort taking advantage of of the generous Thunderbird's offerings. I, uh, that would not surprise me. Things taking advantage of what my ancestors have to offer seems to be quite the trend here. Uh, but I assure you that whatever ill is following these people, it's not the Thunderbird. 
That is not what that creature does. Does the Thunderbird often come in quick, short stints? Sometimes, but not typically, no. In fact, that's why we have our ancestral dances and songs. We seek to invoke it to return because we know that it doesn't frequent this area. How, how uh, often would you say you partake in that ritual? A couple of times a year during the seasons we need rain. In the rainy season, mostly. But not all throughout. So you've... No, that would be foolish. We would disrupt the natural order of things. Because there's, so not... there's been at least 14 instances in the last year or so. Of, of, of reported flash flooding that's causing deaths. Particularly of the Thunderbird doesn't bring all flats. rain. It also does just rain, you understand. I, like I said, I'm trying not to conflate those two things. Uh, if you know anything about the flash floods, that is also helpful. What's unusual but, about the death? What I mean to say, what I mean to say is, ancestrally speaking, uh, with the mythos of my ancestors, not necessarily all rain comes from the Thunderbird, but the Thunderbird brings the great healing rains. So it's possible that just normal rain occurs and flash floods are a thing that happens in deserts. What well, is the what is the healing rain? What are you healing? You said mentally, but it's it's hard for me to put in a language that you understand. I know it in, in my native lore. I it is the rain of the Thunderbird and the rain in general of my people are attributed to healing, the restoration of the mind, uh, regeneration of the will to become refreshed of the mind. Rejuvenated. I don't know that word. It, it, it means a refreshing. Okay, then yes, probably. When the Thunderbird comes, it brings rain, and the rain heals not only the land, but those in it. It brings growth and life in the land itself, in the plants, in the creatures, but also inside the plants and the creatures, in their spirit, not only in their body. Have Have you ever heard of an instance of anyone upsetting the Thunderbird? Yeah, he doesn't come. That's all? His, the rain the Thunderbird brings is a gift. If you upset it, it simply does not give you its gift. But are there any amongst, are there any amongst your people that might have uh, trepidations, I suppose, um, or misgivings about the folk that have moved into the town and settled here? Anyone that might want to call upon any native I'm spirits sure. that you know of? I'm sure, but these spirits are, they are like wisdom. Wisdom is not something it is it is like comparing the wisdom of your elders to the white man's medicine. The white man's medicine can help when used appropriately, but if used in the improper doses can kill you, can cause more harm than you originally had. Good elder-earned wisdom can never be used in a malevolent way. It is only beneficial. This creature is not something that can be invoked upon for that sort of trivial malice. It brings rain. Rain brings floods. Floods can damage crops and homes, so I can see how people would mix those two things, but the, the creature itself could not be called upon to perform this act of war. The Thunderbird. I guess you the would call that? The Thunderbird in this case seems like it's innocent of any crime, or of any of any wrongdoing. It's a very benevolent spirit, it's, like you said. It's a sacred and blessed benevolent creature. It, yeah, it, that's... Is, so, is there anything in your folklore that could take advantage, like she said, of such a creature? Or the rain itself? 
I'm sure, but nothing that comes to mind. Are your people the only ones who can see the Thunderbird? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? N no, but yes. I mean to say that what can be perceived and what can be seen, there's nothing that says you could see the Thunderbird any more or less than me, but people of your heritage have never or rarely claimed to see it, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, of course. It, it wouldn't hide itself from you, but your kin have never claimed to see it, if you understand my meaning. Yes, oh, yes we've course. seen its effects, but not the actual being itself. Yes, it's always attributed to just storms, winds, thunder, lightning. It, it's the magic, I suppose you could say, is taken from it. And it, it's left with only the physical render on the world. Would you happen to know why any spirit, especially maybe of a traveler who died, would want, would have some anger to it? What um, what may cause a spirit to to seek out the death uh, of innocence in this area? These are I your believe, lands to begin with, of course. I I, be I believe, as your kin say, unconcluded errands. Right. That's my people don't greatly believe in malice after death. You live your life full and whole so that when you pass on to the next, you can enjoy peace and rest with a greater spiritual balance. I, I, I said, could you hold on for one second? I turned to my group. It, I think the problem, my friends, is that the Swedish do believe that, that uh, spirits might have some malice. And I don't think it's theirs. I think it is one of ours. Mine, in particular. You're telling me you've been holding out on us this whole time, Moss. I'm telling you that normally I would never give this a second thought, but this if he has no idea what kind of evil spirit, or he's hiding something, which we'll get to next. But I don't know about you, but I know that my people believe in ghosts, and those who come from the water to drown things. Oh yeah, mine believe pretty, pretty fucking heavily about it. That's a lot of what we had to deal with last time we saw each other. If, if I'm to, to believe in spirits, Molly, and the Native American spirits are real, as the little girl may have tipped us off to, then who's to say that mine aren't as well? Oh, I'm sure they are. So what spirit in your culture would have means to drown someone like this? Okay, so at this stage, I'm going to turn to my keeper and ask if there's anything that you could steer me toward. Because a quick Google, the closest thing I can think of is a Nakin or a Nixie. And Nixie doesn't seem right because it's a shape-shifting water spirit. And a Nakin is like specifically targets women. And Detective Moss recalls when he was younger, a story told by his gran when he ventured near the waters in the rains. The story of the Draugen or Drug, who is a man who is believed to die at sea. Often colored in seaweed and a huge monstrous forms, he would scream, a story told to terrify children. But it was said that this creature of folklore, this Drugan, would arrive during storms and drown other sailors, break their boats, drag fishermen, captains, and crew to a watery death. And if the Draugen comes for you, you must run as fast as you can, because only by winning his race do you get to keep your life. All right, so... After that, I'm gonna go ahead and roll Investigate a Mystery. It's fucking time. I got me a 10. Uh, 
for our listeners, that's spelled uh, D-R-A-U-G-E-N or D-R-A-U-G. And that was conflated back and forth a lot with the common Draug and Droog that you see in, like, Skyrim and things. Or I think partly because of popular prevalence, but also there's a lot of crossover in that part of the world. Yeah, it's weird because they were everywhere. Uh, yeah. So I investigate a mystery. I roll a 10. 10 plus, I get to hold two. And it's time for me, since I, for once have the lead on what the fuck this could be. And Detective Moss pauses for a second, and he says, I think I know what it is. Is this the way you all feel all the time? Is this the uh, way you feel when, you, when you're when you on the right track? Perhaps. All right, I'm going to enjoy this. Uh, Moss is over here like, holy shit, I'm the smart. Well, first thing I'm going to ask is, uh, what can hurt it? Let's just get straight to that. That seems important. The Swiss... The Swiss can and hurt the it? Germanic peoples. <laughs> the Swiss and the Germanic people lived a terrifying life. There isn't anything written that can hurt it. You run. Uh, then how so do you, you have avoid to, you it? You have to outpace it. <clears throat> That's fantastic. You have to out. Except the only for... thing that it says is if it comes for you, run, motherfucker, run. Can you trip it? But <laughs> it is. It is an undead. Okay, that and was my second heard, question is what sort of creature You've is heard it? so you don't you don't necessarily know how to kill undead because Moss has never been about any of that. But Moss has heard Marley talk about it. Moss heard the you know, other people talk about it. Moss heard Thomas Blake talk about it. Moss has heard about it. Moss knows that there are ways. And Moss understands that this thing is an undead. So that would be the best guess that you have is to treat it how you would dismiss a normal undead. Alright, uh, I have an ability, since I haven't used any abilities. Uh, when I'm interrogating someone, uh, who was a suspect, probably isn't now anymore, but I'm still gonna call it. When you ask a suspect leading questions, I can roll plus charm. On a 10+, plus, I get additional questions. Can I go ahead and do that? Mm-hmm. Sure. That is an 11. No, wait, I don't... Yeah, no, it's 10. 10. But on a 10+, plus, I hold 2, and I get to ask... Another question from the investigative mystery list. I get to ask, was that a lie? What is something you left out that you didn't want me to notice? Are you a complicit? Did you commit this specific crime? So this is all sort of interrogative of the guy. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, I want to ask if there's something he left out that he didn't want me to notice. I'm drawing a blank on how to roleplay this. So I'm not going to. To save time. Okay. Um, the Moss continues to ask him some more questions. And Moss just sort of adeptly skirts around various things and you find out that they did know about the deaths okay people have come to them many times to blame them to blame them it's yeah. your fault you did this it yeah, so they that. knew about that <laughs> but they it doesn't seem like they had anything to do with it or any particular knowledge about them other than people were like yo you killed dad and they're like no okay um i'm gonna ask what can it do but because i'm asking him i want to know like, I turn to him and I say, excuse me, sir, but you say that the Thunderbird is a being of healing. And I think, I think that there is a creature from my native lands that might need to be healed. Is there any way that I, that we could invoke a Thunderbird or have you help us? He looks at you and he's, it for the first look he gives you is the fucking no stupid <laughs> look. But then like, he's like, okay, I know, he yes. you know. 
it's a uh, it's a contained narrative, right? Like he doesn't say this. So at first he's like, "No, you fucking dumbass." Then, oh wait, no, no, this dumbass doesn't know that though. Why would this idiot know that? That's well out of his wheelhouse. That's that's a reasonable question. It's a stupid question, and all of this plays across his face in an instant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, "No." In short, no, because to do so would disrupt the natural order of... It's not time. It isn't time to call forth the great birds, so to do so now would risk bringing dangers and damages to other things that we may never even know. Was and also was it the proper time a month ago? You can't. For the great bird? We did not summon it, it but the great bird travels where it will. All right, of course. Perhaps we could uh, recreate the environment that... That most of these wagon deaths took place. I do think that I might be able to assist with that. Uh oh. Jenny got a good idea. Probably a stupid <laughs> idea, but Jenny got a good idea. Yeah, dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. All I'm asking is that we play chicken with the undead. <laughs> well, I know how to call it. <laughs> I feel like I have tools to hurt it. Rad. All right. It sounds like we are <laughs> getting some summation of a plan. Sir, would you or any of your people be interested in maybe making the flatlands safe? It is safe. Well, uh, never mind. We've traveled we've traveled these lands extensively and we've never seen or experienced this creature you speak of. Also, it is of note, none of them have wagons. Ah. Or buggies. Let me, let, let me rephrase that. Safe for others so you no longer get blamed for deaths that are not your fault. I know it is not your fault and it's not your duty to fix it, but I would like you to help us make sure that nobody comes to you with the wrong information anymore. And I'm going to roll to manipulate someone, and that is my deal. Sure. What do you... I, I want him to provide any help he can to what we are about to do, In and in return it's... Motherfucker, what are you about to do? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm asked. I, we'll okay. see if he's sure. willing sure. to Sure, I mean, yeah. Roll your manipulation, but like, I, the Fuck. DM doesn't know what you're doing. The keeper's confused. There's a hundred ways you could take this. Yeah. I, I'm, so how bad? How bad is it? Uh, I need to see what I add. It might not be bad. I might be barely winning. Um, what is manipulate someone? It's charm, right? Yeah. That's a seven. Yeah. Like, that's a barely. That's, charm. that's a barely. Yeah. So manipulate someone on a seven to nine. They'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you wish to make these places safe again, most of the problems come from the people that come here. And I don't say that because the white man takes our land, which they do. I say that because people are the problem, and people come here with fear and desperation. If you want to help us, then we may call upon you again. There are things that we need aid with, and since you appear to believe in these things, maybe you can help us with that. This is but for now, very good. If you can leave us in peace, that would be all I ask. I write down everything he would need in order to open correspondence with me, and I nod at him. If you can help, that's appreciated. But for now, if you need help, this is how to get hold of me, and we believe. Yeah, and he's obviously native, but he's obviously very modernized yeah. too. Like he's got an old military tent. He's probably ex-mill from some sort um, of yeah. local conflict like I said, or something. I give him whatever it is. I don't know what the equivalent of like the Morse code machine, like to get hold telegram of me, telegram number, yeah, telegram number, telegram whatever address? the fuck that is. I think it's a telegram address. I yeah, don't, I don't know, know what yeah. that is. I give him those in, those things. He can he Morse can talk to Miss Waters because she can send those, obviously. Machine. Yes, um, I I will ask him for his. I will give note down my address for him, the address of the library. 
and say that um, any further research or correspondences can be sent can be sent there to me, and I will make sure that they get logged and recorded. You set up your networking, and he bids you farewell. There's really nothing else that he has for you. He just wants you to go away. As payment for your helpful information, I I would like to offer you this, and I hand over a glass of sarsaparilla. <laughs> it's hot. He just he just smells it. Wine? Uh, it's uh, uh I believe it. I believe they call it pop. No alcohol. No, not in this one. Thank you, then. And he he drinks it, and he enjoys it, and he, he thanks you. Marley pulls out some whiskey before he drinks it. He goes, would you like some alcohol? No, sir. Oh. No, sir. Puts the whiskey back. Hell yeah. Uh, My family has a history. A history that I respect. Of course. So, we leave, as as we promised. And uh, I, I say, so are we baiting for a draugr, then? I do believe we are, and uh, I know how to call it. I know uh, Janny had an idea, though. That yes. was as far as my idea went. I'm afraid. Just that we're gonna try to we're gonna try to bait it. Yes. Well, that sounds like a wonderful idea. No, that sounds like a terrible idea. Well, well I do. Changed. I do believe that we need since we need to race it. Uh... <laughs> Wait. So hold on. The takeaway that we got is that we have to beat it in a drag race, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what the we, party We have thinks? to. Okay. That is 100 the lore. We have to fast and furious this. Uh... Oh yes. God. It is too western, too furious. Oh All right, my so God. Moss takes off his coat, and you realize that he's surprisingly jacked. And he just says the <laughs> word family for no reason. This is about family. Yeah, Janny Janny rips her dress up all sexily, so, you know, now you have the, the, the strong, sexy female, you know? Fantastic. We have a scene cut, and we just see Janny's leg standing in front of a wagon, and she's like, she waves <laughs> oh my it, God. and just takes off. Yeah. God damn it. If you guys recall, I have a, uh, a move that I can use called Tune In, and it says you can attune your mind to a monster or minion. Roll plus weird on a 10 plus, hold three, or on a seven to nine, hold one. On a miss, the monster becomes aware of you. Uh, spend one and hold to ask the keeper one of the following questions and gain plus one ongoing while acting on the answers. And the questions are, or yeah, the questions are, where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do right now? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as the, who does it regard as the biggest threat? And how can I attract its attention? So you guys are just heading back, right? You're just leaving? Yeah. 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 Okay. You pack up your shit and get out? Yeah, we leave. We, we, we did what we All told right. him we did. So you're heading back. Uh, I'm assuming that everyone's in the same positions, right? Orangey's under the protective cover of the tarp yes. so that Moss doesn't become a newt. Marley is driving because, you know, Marley drives asses. That's what I do. And uh, then uh, also, Waters is on her on horse. Our, yep. On our way, I, I go, I look back at Moss and I say, Hey, so real quick, back there, uh, you'll notice that I got some salt packed up. It should be some, some coarse grain salt. Okay. Uh, take that out for me, because, well, we're going to pass right through where the danger is, and we are kind of on a cart of sorts, and we may need that. So, get a little bit ready, and if you can, I don't know if you load your own shells for your for your coach gun, but you might be a little salt in it. Remember a really long time ago, Jeff, you asked me, who does it, who's in danger, or who does it, what is, what's its method of attack? Yes. You're in the same kind of buggy. That, uh, fucking yeah. brain. Come on, man. Petunia and the Jacobsons were in? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly why I started saying that stuff. Cletus's buggy is, uh, has painted a target on our back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you ride out as you, 
As you tell this to Detective Moss, Detective Moss starts to shuffle through things and realizes this is the exact same model of cart buggy that Grant Jacobson outran it in. And you do have the same number of people, but when they were in the buggy, it was a woman, a man, and a child. And you have three full adults. Mm. So... Orangey, what do you do? Well... How much do you weigh, Orangey? <laughs> not a lot. More than a six-year-old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking one of the guys could get on my pack horse pack and I could get in, the, and I'd get in the buggy. So we get, like, halfway through and realize nothing's happening. Well, or, yeah, I mean, you ride a ways, and, you know, you get a ways up, but Orangey was going to do things, and then we, we yeah. cut Ryan off, so I'm cutting back to Ryan. For sure. uh, Can well, I make the salt shells that what, that he mentioned? Can you shut the fuck up? It's, this, it's a yes or no question. I got you, Ryan. I told him. I told him for you. <laughs> um, no, you can't make salt shells because it requires tools. Okay. Lo- loading shotgun shells requires tools. Yeah, I don't think Moss is the kind to travel... To travel with that, yeah. With that necessarily thing, yeah. But our, uh, but our expert there has a wide variety of weapons <laughs> that I imagine may require. Uh, oh yes, wait, yeah, may yes, I yes, roll yes, my yes. my preparedness? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, pull out exactly the thing we need for this. <laughs> may I roll off my prepared my preparedness? Yes, of course. Ha ha ha! That's a three. No, mark experience. <laughs> And uh, what does a three mean? Um, it says on a seven or nine you have it, but not here. On a miss, you know where it is, but it's somewhere real bad. Oh, no. Oh. I was hoping. <laughs> beyond hope for that roll, and I got it. Of course you have shell loading equipment. It's in your library. <laughs> Across the traveler's flats. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. As clouds begin to gather on the perimeter of the valley. All right, Orgy, what were you going to do? Well, as I notice that this is happening, and I look out and I see that clouds are forming, uh, I am going uh, to use the move Tune In. That is a 9 plus 2, so that's an 11. And uh, what is it? On a, on a 10 plus 3, I, or on a, yeah, on a 10 plus, I hold 3. So, who does it regard as the biggest threat? You always ask me the most awkward question for the monster that I've created. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an answer for this. The answer can be no one. There's nothing saying that the answer can't be. I know. That is absolutely 100% the answer. I just, you know, I hate that answer. Because it uh, it doesn't view... But that in itself tells us something about flood. it. The flood. The flood. Flash flood. It views the flood? The flood is the threat? It's the greatest threat. Yeah. Okay. That's though, interesting. All right. Though as you tune in... That feels antiquated. Mm-hmm. You're not sure. It feels the best way that I could describe it is as you tune into the creature or attempt to tune into the creature, you feel a, a fear of the flood, but it is a persistent fear. The type of fear that you would feel in an instant of terror, but perpetuated indefinitely. It is a constant state of initial terror. You are feeling the creature's fear, but it doesn't feel like it's the creature is fearing it as it is, mm-hmm. so much as you feel what the creature felt as it was. As these clouds are forming around us, where is the creature right now? Behind you. Oh boy. You hear what you think is the roll of thunder initially, 
And you look around and you're wondering if maybe this Thunderbird's going to show up because, like, you've been hearing a lot about that guy, right? Nope. And the roll of thunder develops further. The sound develops further. It gets louder and louder, and you realize that there's no randomness that thunder should have. It is the rolling of hooves, or like the rolling of pebbles through water, somewhere between the two. And you look behind the cart, and as rain comes down, water swells up from the sand, creating a torrent of mud. And the embodiment of horses rise up out of the water and begin to charge towards the back of your buggy. Fuck yeah, we're on the river. And they river pull enough. up. They pull up. Yes. Yes. But mean. They pull up out of the water and the mud, the front half of that broken cart that you saw earlier, and sitting large, bulking, and hunched over, crammed into the front of this cart with water coming out of his uh, mist, like an ocean coming out of his mouth every time he perceivably exhales, and flat, lifeless eyes that just seem to drink the light that the clouds begin to obscure. And that's all you can hear is the thunderous rolling of the hooves of the aquatic horses. We all hear this? You all see this. Okay. You all hear this. Molly, go! Run. I'm moving as fast yeah. as I can. Whip the, the horses. Make them go. This is a great time for Marley to roll and act under pressure. Because you got to ride a cart. Hell yeah. And I'm pulling out my gun because how can I attract its attention? Okay. I mean, you already have. But you know that you have it. But I want I want it Marley specifically, has. I want it to listen to me. How can Marley I has its whole attention. It is fixated on Marley and the flood and escaping the flood, but it also is the flood. So in one motion it is both trying to overtake Marley and escape itself in doing so. Yes. <laughs> so as this, if you want its attention, you've got to get in the driver's seat. As this is happening, uh, is is <laughs> is Jenny and her horse just like going beside us? Oh, I'm keeping. Yeah, I'm keeping pace. Yeah. Yeah. The the horse the horse seems spooked a bit because you know that that's some wild shit going on back there. But it, you know the, the the mules are not happy. You see, uh, Janny starts starts pumping uh, something on the side on the side of her horse. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! So, uh, so Jeff, you you start to ride, uh, and my question is, Orangey, who's rolling the act under pressure? Uh, I feel like we. You're gonna take I the reins. I mean, if if that is something that I need to do, perhaps we both should. Yeah, if you want to have its attention, it's fixated okay. on the driver specifically. Okay, that is that is. All I need to know for now. Uh, I need a hyah, everybody. Come on, let's do this. Yeah! I'm gonna read a bad situation. Yeah, Marley continues to go unless Orangey interferes. So, uh, as, as, as we kick off, I wanna read a bad situation. My first question is, what's the best way to protect the victims? I.E. us. Get the fuck out. Got it. Run, run, run. And what's my best way out? To go fast. Got it. These are easy enough. Molly, go fast, go hard, and don't crash. <laughs> Remember, the Swede's axle's broke. Be careful. And I go into the back of the covered wagon, and I start loading shells. It's a short buggy, so you travel about two feet. That's fine. It's an eight for acting under pressure. I'm, I'm, I'm snapping those reins as hard as I can and trying to reach behind my back to grab my gun if I need it. <laughs> eight is good enough, but not great, right? Yep. Yeah, it is a, a mixed success, essentially. So you're going, and you're going fast. 
and you're going fast enough. Well, you're going fast. The water is beginning to swell from behind you and roll under the, the wheels and the hooves of your mules. And you reach for your gun and uh, you fumble it because you're trying to drive. And you can try to save it or you can let it go and drive. And those are your choices. I'm just going to have to let it go. No, it's not falling immediately out of the cart. Like, it's not like a whoop, completely fucked. But you don't know where it's going because you're driving. Yeah, I'm just going to let it go. And then, like, as it as it falls, I'm going to say, somebody grab my gun. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll move up and grab it and then hand it to him. Yeah, so his gun begins to fall into the cart behind him towards Moss. And it's it's down in the shit now because... Cletus just had a bunch of crap in this cart. So he's got like some saddlebags and some crates and things that were still in there. Uh, you can see it, but it's going to take you some time to get to it. Start unloading all of that. We need it to be light. Yeah, absolutely. I am going to gra- start grabbing that shit and just throwing it out behind us at the, at the fucking guy. <laughs> Another act under pressure. Yep. Um, holy shit, that's a six and a five. Ooh. Nice. On a... Uh, and then, oh, but, you know, it's cool, so minus one. So it's a ten. Uh, <laughs> it's on a ten plus, you, set out what you, you do what you set out to do. So I start throwing that shit out and hucking it at him. So, uh, Marley, you're like, did you get my gun? And Orangey doesn't even answer, but, like, you just hear shit yucking out the back of the, the buggy and splashing into the water behind you. I, uh, I, I yell out that whatever we can do to speed ourselves up and slow it down, I was hoping that maybe we could trap it with a line of salt or something, but it seems at this pace we won't be able to do that. So shoot it. Um, if and, you got uh, my gun, shoot it. You unload things, and that does speed the buggy up. You do start to make a little bit of ground. Detective Moss would, roll, would like to roll to kick some ass. <laughs> he said shoot it, I'm shooting it. I would like to roll to kick some ass after. Hell yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and let uh, Miss Waters kick ass first. Go for okay, it. Okay, um, so I got, a, I got a nine to my kick some ass. Hell yeah. So rolling to so. kick some ass first time for our adventure on a not 10 plus on an, any success total of seven or more you inflict harm on and suffer harm from whatever you're fighting the amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game that usually means you inflict the harm rating of your weapon and your enemies inflict their attacks harm rating on you okay so the flamethrower says it's three harm close fire heavy and volatile so three harm to the- so you, you you exchange harm right? yeah yes exchange harm so what I, what I do is I is I slow down my horse, so I go behind the wagon, and then I go oh back behind the wagon, and I point I point this contraption at it, and I pull the trigger. Okay. I don't know if this is gonna work. Miss Waters, be careful. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't like it for sure. The rain is coming down. I'm just trying to slow it yeah, down. Yeah, the rain is coming down heavy, and this thing is you know. The buggy was gaining ground, then it was losing ground. It's it's tight race, and they're not making anywhere the headway they need to. Um, but you hit this thing, and one of the horse things catches a lot of it and spares the driver, but the water ruptures where it's hit by your flamethrower and sort of collapses down. And the remainder of the volatile liquid travels onward to hit the cart and the, uh, the driver before the horse rears back up out of the wave and it begins to swerve a bit and that buys the buggy some time. In response, out of vengeance, the driver reaches to his hip and pulls out a whip that he lashes you with 
and you receive a cut across your back and upper arm that deals one harm and gives you a frost-shaken condition as you feel all of the heat in your body just get sucked out as that whip strikes you. <laughs> you are temporarily shaken and you have taken one harm. Okay. However, you did what you needed to do and the buggy swerves and the horses, they sort of collapse. Uh, they lose focus, I guess you would say, and they distribute back into water and the whole thing just melts away in the floodwaters into the plains. You've made your way almost entirely across Traveler's Flats and you can see the town again. So, uh, I'll, Gosh, I'll just pull up next to, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull up next to the wagon and be like, I don't know what I did, but I'm mighty cold. Uh, stay close to the wagon, water, this water. If something happens to you, we might, we want you to be able to get to bolt with us. Don't go putting yourself in too much danger there. Uh, so is it, it's still visible or did it, you said it cold? It went away. Okay. Um, Moss was gonna kick some ass. He shoulders his shotgun and just scans the area. Um, I guess read a bad situation again. Ugh, that's a six. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you know, like, like in your heart, you know it's not gone, but you're not sure if like you're just fucking terrified or, or like you you suspect Ev- you're suspicious of your own feelings. Everything is in your fine heart, you here. know it's not gone, but in your brain, you know you just saw some wild shit. And you don't really trust any of your senses right now. Yeah, okay. everything's fine. I I would like to uh, do a move, I suppose. I would like to cast uh, Jinx. Uh, sure. You can encourage coincidence, coincidences to occur the way you want. Uh, when you jinx a target, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, on a ten plus, hold two. And on a seven to nine, hold one. On a miss, the keeper holds two over you to be used the same way. That is five, six, seven, eight, nine with my two weird. So that's nine. So hold one. Uh, I would like to uh, help a hunter uh, by giving them plus one forward by interfering with the enemy. And okay. to pull this off, uh, I would like to... I, I'm not going to do it here, but I would like to scream in very much a siren-like way. Uh, this is I'm fully pulling this out of my ass, but I would like to see if that, would, if that will affect uh, our ghosty friend here and make him p- perhaps reappear so that we can see him thus giving Jeff a plus one. So you're trying to lure him out to give Jeff a yes. plus one. Yeah. Okay. So, Orangey, um, what you remember is that when you traded voices, the woman and the girl were looking for their father and their husband. I would like to Now, use- if Orangey can still do Orangey's voice from years ago, they could try to do the young girl or, or the older woman. I would absolutely prefer to do the young girl's voice. All right. And uh, I suppose uh, someone is going to have to scream out daddy in Swedish for me. <laughs> well, you're, you're, so you're just you right now. You're going to need to act. You don't know the word. So you'll have, you'll have to find out the Moss word. Because you know it would need to be in Swedish or he wouldn't understand. I look over to Moss. I say, Moss, what is, what is the Swedish word for daddy? Papa. Just Papa? Papa. <laughs> well, easy enough. I do that. <laughs> he just wanted me to fucking say it. Uh, and I, you know, the, the eyes glow white, the hair stands up, and I, uh, in, I guess, Swedish, yell out. And we'll see what happens with that. Um, you were almost out of Traveler's Flats. <laughs> the sky goes black with thunderstorms. 
and rain comes down like a flood from the sky itself is bad. Mm-hmm. The storm hadn't gone away, but the storm is upset. It's, it's like a curtain of rain you, just dropped across or you. something. Uh, no, it's like a tarp full of sand full of Oof. water dropped across yeah. you. Like, you feel downward force when the water hits you. Would, would this be an act just, under pressure from poor Janny, who was out in the middle of this that's and fair. not covered by the wagon? You're, you're <laughs> all out in the middle of this. Yeah, yeah it, it's going to be act under pressure for anyone driving. And you just hear the scream of a horse or a man or something. And you look back. And rocketing from the ground is the front half of a cart pulled by the two horses, no longer partially in the ground, but at a full gallop, fully escaped from the confines of the earth and rushing towards In between us and the town, right? No, behind you still, because you kept going. Crap, because that's going to really put a damper on when I turn to Marley and I say, Marley, I just realized something. I think we need to take him back to his family. Well, we'll do our fucking best. Oh, boy. You want to send it back into the flood? (laughs) I don't want to do anything, but I think that's the answer. They're looking for their father. He came to you when you called Papa. Well, I'm pretty sure I just leveled up for that. Because I just assumed that was going to be an act under pressure to try to make it where I need to go. Uh Uh-oh. And that's plus cool. I rolled a five. Oh, no. was one. That's a six. No. You said turn? He turned. Mm. Hard. Good man, follow his, follow his instructions. <laughs> Followed through like a motherfucker. Uncourt, unfortunately, the cart wasn't rated for motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Marley turns the cart about 85 degrees. It's a surprise that the asses even chose to do that, but they did, because they're scared. And uh, this direction's terrifying. Maybe another will be better? Who fucking knows? And when he does, you hear a large crack, and everyone in the buggy feels it reverberate through the whole buggy. Something large and wooden has snapped. And for a moment, it's not an issue. And then the left wheel begins to rattle. (sighs) You are closer to the town, but you'd have to make another turn. Or you can run it. Is this a bad time to say I rolled a seven to my act under pressure when the rain started coming down like a freaking sand like a freaking sand sand slide on me? So you lose control of your horse briefly and your horse does the stupid walk in a circle thing. Mm-hmm. You try to turn to follow and the horse goes, Nope, fuck you, circles. No, I don't wanna go that way. And uh, everyone blows right past you. What? Everyone. Even even the dragon goes right past you. Oh. She, okay. But she doesn't get, like, overtaken by the flood after that, does she? I mean, she gets wet. Okay. It goes... The, the periphery of the creature, because it's got flood water just pouring out from under it. Like, it, you know, goes around the ankles of her horse, and her horse doesn't like that either, and does, does another stupid circle because she's trying to keep control, and this thing just wants to bolt in whatever fucking direction. Yep. But nothing happens to Miss Waters. Okay, uh, how far behind us is the dragon? You had gotten a good ways, so you were probably 100 feet ahead of it. Uh-huh. But then you turned, and that cost you some feet. Uh-huh. And then your buggy is slowing down, and that's gradually costing you time. Okay. If you uh, had to guess, you could, if you turned again and the buggy didn't rupture, you could make it out of Traveler's Flats. And as far as you think that would make you safe. Or you could run it 
and go for the crash. But you're certain that it would take you a minute or two longer to get there than it will take that thing to catch you. Yeah. Gentlemen, are we going to try to solve this mystery and get to the crash, or should we try to get to safety? Hard for me to say right now. I'm a bit busy just trying to figure out how to keep this thing still rolling. I don't know that we can make it all the way back there. I don't know we can make the turn. It's a risk either way. <laughs> um, how is the salt carried in your that you brought, Marley? The salt that you brought. Is it like a bag or a keg, keg or something? Probably like a probably like a yeah, a small keg or a small barrel. Okay. So as we like come to a weird parallel cuz we kind of like jackknifed it with him yeah. chasing us. Um I Marley, I trust you to go whichever direction you think we can is is our best action. I'll buy us time. You say he doesn't like the salt. He shouldn't. I throw the the container and I try to shoot it with my shotgun. So I have a question. I want to throw it toward him and make a cloud of salt. I have a question for Orangey. I would like you to roll an act under pressure. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. Remember <laughs> when you were throwing shit out of the back of the buggy? Yeah. Oh, no. Just offloading things to reduce weight? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Is the salt going to even be there? Oh, no. Oh, Guys, no. that is a uh, six plus five. Oh. Plus cool minus one, so it's a ten. Uh, you do what you set out to do. All right. Um, I look back, I find the salt, I hand it to Moss. Yeah, you, you look, Moss is like, Orangey, the salt, where's the salt? And Orangey, you look back, and you go, it's right, and it's not. And then it's the one next to it, and you're like, oh, oh thank God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, it was a close one, I almost gave him my sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he wouldn't have tossed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely uh, so not. So I, I'm, is it an act under pressure? Is it a kick some ass? Uh, I, my intent is to throw this out and shoot it to make a cloud of salt. In his face. Yes. Which one? Yes. Both? Yes. Okay. So if if the intention is that you don't tra- trade harm, then it's an act under pressure. If the intention I is mean, that you trade harm, then it's a kid's mask. If, if yes. salt damages him, then I could be trading harm. Yes. Uh, which one do you want first? Act under pressure. You need to get the thing out of the thing to the place to the guy. Act under pressure. That is a 11. Okay. You cool. do what you set out to do. I huck it. Or whatever, and then you say, yeah, you, you throw ass. it, it's a good clean throw. You get a reasonably high arc, and it's it's going to be you're gonna take time to switch from throwing a bucket to pulling out your gun, but it should be right above the horses, right in front of the cart by the time you do. It's a clean shot. All right, this one's not quite as good, but it's still okay. I got an eight. I rolled, I rolled, uh, Jinx again, okay, oh. and uh, I'm going to do the exact same thing because I got a six plus five plus two because weird, uh. So now I can hold two, but for this one, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to help the hunter by giving them plus one forward and interfere with the enemy again. And I'm going to once again yell out right as he throws the salt out and is about to shoot it. I yell out again. So that's a nine then for my kick some ass. Doesn't really change the role really, but I'm thankful for it. Fucking anything. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what kind of harm I'm doing, but that's what it do. Hold two or my second hold interfere with what a monster or minion or bystander is trying to do. I'm really just going to distract him with that pop-up. Sure. Um, the barrel flies out of the back of the buggy, and Mr. Moss begins to shoulder his shotgun as Orangey yells out Papa again. And the creature lets go of the reins and stands all the way up in the buggy. <laughs> He's only like nine feet tall. Only. Um, and Moss blasts the keg of salt, and it just catches him right in the face in the chest and he falls off well not the back half of his buggy because there is no back half 
but he falls off the back of the front of his wagon, half, into the water, and disappears. But the horses, they slow down, and they seem confused for a moment, but they continue rushing after you, and it buys you some time, and then you see his large, thick hand come up out of the floodwaters from behind his wagon, and he drags his body out and comes back up onto the wagon. And standing there, he pulls his whip from his hip again, and he lashes out at Moss. Moss, you take one harm, and you begin to suffer the effects of hypothermia. Okay. How is my how is my horse doing at this point? You're okay. Um, your horse, you're probably 100 feet to 200 feet behind them, assuming that you chose to pursue. Yeah. As soon as I got my horse under control, I'm heading back toward yeah. them. Yeah. You're, you're gradually gaining on them, but everyone's hauling a lot of ass. The buggy, your wheel begins to rattle more violently now. Which direction are You've we headed? You've made it about halfway to where you're trying to go. Which direction are we headed? They're headed back towards the original crash where you guys saw the ghost and shit. I left it up to Marley, but I think that's what we're doing. Right? Is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. okay. All right, with our busted wagon, we're still going to go for it. So we're heading back toward you at this point. Yeah. So you you had left her in the dust momentarily while her horse did the stupid because yeah. you yeah. turned and moved away. So, yeah, you're all... You're all sort of in a line. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, okay. oh boy. I'm cracking those reins and getting us, getting us there. So, Orangey, you have a thing here that you could try to do. Uh-oh. You could try to use magic on the cart that you're in, the buggy. <laughs> you could try to help Orangey, pull it together, knots. or repair oh it, my or God, something. You're so right, I can do Because that. you're about to lose a wheel, and that's gonna be bad. There's a lot of effects that I forget that just use magic does, other than like all the crazy moves that I can do specifically. Okay, yeah, yeah, I totally fucking totally forgot about that. Okay. Uh, that is a six plus three plus two. Damn, right? I know, cool. I'm fucking real hot good right today. Nice. It is, uh. <laughs> okay, I am going to, uh. Would you consider. This is a this is a wagon, you said? It's a buggy, but yeah. It's a buggy? Would you consider, yeah. uh. a buggy as a weapon? Bruce would. <laughs> good, because if I run someone over with a buggy, I mean, it's technically a weapon. So it's I'm going to. Yeah. Enchant the buggy oh, oh, to do okay. what um it gets it gets plus one harm and plus one ma- and plus magic okay so it can <laughs> it, it can now do harm i don't know how it would but uh it gets plus magic so it is now i'm gonna say with that plus magic i'm gonna use that to repair said tire or wheel okay gotcha gotcha you're trying to bolster the buggy right yes. you're magically bolstering the buggy yes. all right that, that's fair weird weird flux to do it but that's fine and you, uh, you got a high, you got a, high, a success roll, right? Yeah. And also now, I guess there's just like, I'm gonna say there's a spear coming out of the front of it. I just did that because it, it now can do harm. I'm not gonna hit anything with it, but there's one there now. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, the eyes light up. The hair stands up again. I'm just going to brace myself on both sides of the buggy, and I'm just going. And as I hold on to it. It's already been uh, a pretty shaky ride, but it's going to start shaking a lot more before it suddenly starts getting a lot smoother because the ti- cause the wheel is now fixed. And also, this thing, this spear-like thing, is just now protruding out of the front of it between the two horses. Yeah, so what happens is uh, yes. it doesn't get smoother <laughs> ever. Ever? Ever. But what Fun. happens is the running rod that goes between the two mule harnesses up in the front 
elongates and the metal cap that originally just held it in place forms itself into a spear and the entire buggy sort of shifts. Instead of just being a little passenger's buggy, the back axle, the problem axle, just falls off entirely. And the front axle just slowly, at first you panic, because that's fucking bad. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what I was intending, not at all. The Moss, front the axle drops out of Moss's stomach. <laughs> the, yeah, the front axle just migrates to the back, and the, the front of the cart warps, and the wood shifts, and it forms itself into some sort of amalgamation between the, the humble buggy that it used to be and a Grecian war chariot. Yes! Holy fucking shit, what did you do to the fucking buggy? <laughs> and I'm like... I've got a flamethrower attached to that horse. I don't, I don't quite know, but I think it will be helpful. Is it still pulled by mules? Yeah, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that shouldn't change. <laughs> mules, yeah. Uh, but they're like, uh... But now they're war mules. They've got, like, sparkles, and they look a little buffer. They've, they've got, like, the armor. The Grecian war armor that you put on horses. Yes, they are just mules. Uh, the, the kind of mules that Ares would have do anything. <laughs> they Ares is mules. Hot black smoke, and their muscles ripple with a glow as if fire lives under their skin, and their eyes glow red, and they haul ass. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. You know what's annoying as hell? There are no mule sound effects anywhere, and we've been using mules this entire time. It's because mules don't make a lot of sound. Donkeys do. It's annoying as um, fuck. Even that was hard to find. Man, this is gonna be uh, crazy for for poor Janie when you guys pass her. Yeah, I. I <laughs> In fact, as one of the things I wanted to ask, sort of leading into what's Jana, uh, Jenny up to, is uh, do I see her in the rain anymore? Like, how hard is this rain coming down? How far away is she? It's coming down pretty bad. Um, you guys can't really see her, but she can see whatever the fuck that is. Jenny! It's hard to tell what that is, but that definitely looks like two sets of fire glowing eyes. That's concerning. Uh. And it's coming at you. And it's coming at you fast. Jenny, are you alright? I'm gonna swerve to the left. Good call. <laughs> Cause I don't know. There's demons that's demon stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh they blow past you and you are only more confused. <laughs> Your horse does the what the fuck circles again. Not as bad this time, but like you're like what the fuck. The horse is like fuck the fuck. The deer the mules are like get the fuck out the way. Uh we're heading to his family's site, crash site. If you keep up, I don't know what's going on anymore. Stay safe. And you, you say family, and there is the clash of thunder. Lightning lights up the entire cloud line overhead. And you just, like, you look up, and there's a second bolt of thunder, and you just see his grizzled, scowling face in the clouds above. It's bad times. In the cloud. Okay. I'm going I, I, uh, this is horrifying. I'm going to follow uh, the Mark. buggy. Good. Which is apparently not a buggy Marley. anymore. Rod. You got it, dead boss. Give us that act under pressure. You got it, dead boss. Do you have any, like, crazy mundane moves that you can even use here? Right? Haven't seen any crazy mundane moves that's going on. Oh, ouch. Not since the beginning. Um, the only thing I could have is if one of you helps me, I can, I can fucking level up faster. Um, I can do what I can, man. I don't know if it would help at this point, but... <laughs> well, so, when I charge into immediate danger, which arguably I just did... Yeah, I the can, entire time. Yeah. I can hold... Uh, I'm gonna say that when you made the choice to go back, that was charging into immediate danger because you knew that you weren't gonna yeah. make that. Okay, so like I Like, you knew that. I, that was offered. Yeah. 
I can inflict one harm, reduce someone's harm by one, or take two forward on an act under pressure roll. And uh, since I'm, a, that, brother, since I'm about absolutely to act under pressure, one. let's do that. Yeah, let's definitely do that. I, I think that if you fucking screw up one more of those, we all this this ride's gonna end. Hey, so here's the deal. Um, I, I rolled some digital dice and then moved away from the page and then I came back and I rolled a snake eyes, but I guess I had five. Luck, luck, luck. Oh God, burn of luck. Oh yeah, burn of luck, yeah. 10 out of 10 burned of luck. I don't even know why I was thinking about it. Luck burned. That's a 12 You heard it here first, kids. Digital dice, don't trust them. They'll kill you. Okay, so that's a 12 then. Yep. He succeeds at what he set out to do. We ride hard. We ride hard. Moss is just gonna try to shoot him, I guess. With his shotgun. If Jenny ever catches up, she's probably going to take another pass at her flamethrower. But <laughs> honestly, she wasn't expecting it to work. If one of you grabs the gun, it should be able to hurt him. If it's still even on this, what's this, cart, buggy, uh, chariot, I don't, yeah. Uh, uh fine. Uh, I, I start searching for the gun. When, uh, when you come back up with his gun, it's right there. It's not super hard to find. Okay. You come back up. And the good news is, it's an easy shot. Because it's right fucking Bad up. news is, the hoofs of the demonic horses are clasping at the back of your buggy. Oh, he geez. is upon you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and unload as much as I can with that. Oh, that's a six. Uh-oh. That's a six. I uh, come up, and I'm afraid, and I'm afraid, I'm frightened, I'm afraid. Uh, I start, I pump the bullets kind of wildly at these horses. It's a six. That means I, uh, on a miss, you get your ass kicked instead. Quite literally, I'm imagining. You, uh, you discharge your fire into the horses, and it does, uh, the nothing that a shotgun would do. Because you panicked, and you fired mm. the wrong gun. Ah. And his eyes, I want to say flare, but they're not bright. And he steps from the front of his wagon to the back of his horse, and then jumps down onto the cart and strikes you, knocking you backwards into orangey and a shinacy. You take one harm and an additional conditional zero harm of a stun. You are shell-shocked by the impact. Okay. For, you know, a few seconds. And uh, when you are knocked prone, the water starts to creep up over the back of the buggy like serpents. Great. And here comes the galloping hooves of Janny. She's pumping on that. Pumping on that. I can't wait to see what kind of sound effect for that if there is the pump. (laughs) She's gonna... Cool, now I have to do one because you said it. Yes, you do. She's going to point the <laughs> tube at the guy, I guess. Roll me a thing. Uh, kick some ass. Got an eight to kick some ass. I believe that's still within... Jeff, I'm going to need you to roll me another, uh, roll me another act under pressure. There's giant monster dead man, go- Goliath zombie. There's about to be fire. There's gunshots. You're 300 yards away. You can see it. That's an eight. Mm. So... That's how that it's act good. under pressure is okay. going. That's okay. It's all right. So how, how's pump stick going? I got an eight to kick some ass, so you tell me. So you just, you spray the back of the buggy, and you spray the back of the water, you spray the back of the horses, and you train it on him, and you spray the back of him a little bit, and then you spray onto the buggy a little bit, and then there's it's bad times for everyone involved <laughs> because you used a highly volatile accelerant on your device. Oh. No. So there's fire, there's undead, there's murder. It's raining. It's Does raining the rain put out on the fire? effectively Greek fire. Oh, uh, you man. So it buys you time, Moss, 
because now he's on fire and he's not happy about that because it's it's waterproof. It's waterproof accelerant, and that sure. affects him a little bit. Uh-huh, and, but... What what happens? I, I attacked him, but so I'm orgy assuming... But Orgy gets splashed. So there's not much way for you to take damage because you're very far in the rear. Instead, that damage moves on to the party, uh-huh. and Orangey gets splashed with fire uh-huh. and takes one harm. Oh, no. uh-huh. That okay. made it worse. <laughs> um, I am going to uh, use magic. And hey, I have... hey, I can't let this slide. I need to help the keeper real quick. It's hot. Fuck you. It's oh. hot. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no way I cannot let that go. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh. And uh, Orangey, as you are... Orangey, as you were embraced by the warm fires of man-induced hell, the only thought that travels through your mind is, it's hot. Well... Turn the undead into a newt. <laughs> and that hurt. Okay. And your link with the creature reopens, and you feel rage and guilt and fear, and uh, you're on an emotional atom bomb. Orangey is uh, hot, so I am going to... You're at 100 yards, and as you begin to perform your magic, you see Moss attempting to stand up, but he's under the foot of the creature, and the water is rising in the back of the buggy, closing in on where Moss can breathe. The creature lashes out with his aquatic whip, which binds itself around O'Shaughnessy's neck, and the water begins to flow from the creature down his arm, across the whip, and into O'Shaughnessy's mouth. Can I... But he rolled like a boss, so he's still fucking driving. Wild. Can I pull out my uh, horseshoe knuckle dusters? You can, but you'd have to let go of the reins. I can't even do it with just one hand. You can try, but you're going to take a penalty at your uh, act under pressure to attempt to steer. Yes, yes, yes. What's great about it is I'll take a penalty to my act under pressure, but I'll also gain one because I'm definitely going into a dangerous scenario. And I'm going to take my plus two forward. <laughs> okay. So I'll take it. Let's hope it works out. So, Orangey, what, what's your magic? What's your big move? Fuck. Um, I mean, that's not how I'd fix the monster, but if that's how you want to do it. I am... God damn, I don't... I'm going to, uh, once again, uh, magically uh, use the voice here, but it's going to be much more uh, demonic, I suppose, and we'll have to do that in post, but uh, I'm going to yell Papa again, and this time it is a very angry... And uh, when it does so, I'm going to cause two harm to the monster. I got a... uh, What is it? Is a five plus two? Because weird seven and uh it works imperfectly uh i will i will choose them i will choose to harm it plus one but uh it there is a glitch and the keeper gets to choose what that does and that is uh the effect is weakened the effect is of short duration you take uh one harm ignore armor uh the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention and it or it has a problematic side effect so orangey turns around and does the glowy shit orangey does and uh Orangey yells out Papa in a condemning tone as the young girl's voice. He pauses for a moment, and then Orangey's necklace pulses, and Orangey changes forms into the wife. And in the wife's voice, Orangey says in Swedish, 
stop this Mikhail. Come home. And Orangey, you have the flash because you've stepped inadvertently through powers that your necklace had that you didn't understand. You've inadvertently stepped through time and reference point into the dead wife. And you feel yourself become cold. And as you watch the rest of you, the whip just dissolves away. And the water in the cart all swirls up around Orangey in a torrent. Orangey looks to all of you like the wife, but is enveloped in the water. And Orangey begins to cough and choke. But Orangey, you're unaware of this. You're seeing a lifetime of memories flashes in an instant. You are glimpsing from the wrong side of death through the gateway back into the life that was. And you see how they met, how they spent their lives, their daughter, what led them here, and ultimately their end, which was just a flash flood, a crash, and drowning. Uh, this I double read a bad situation. This, this <laughs> might be a good time. This might be a good time for this. I rolled for my uh, act under pressure. Yeah. On the last roll. Yeah. And uh, because I put myself in danger, I got plus two plus, which is plus my already pluses of three. So with with regards with regards to what has just happened. Yes. Orangey is effectively drowning in a, call, a tornado of water. Yes. Moss is not doing great, but he's he's back there. He's breathing again. The guy is just sort of standing there, awestruck, looking at the image of his wife. And you are fifty feet away from the crash. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what negative you wanted to impose on my action to pressure. Was it just a negative one? Be negative two. Negative two. Okay. Yeah, not not super. Bad, so I still but... got a ten, and I grab my knuckle dusters with the other hand. My special anti-spooky knuckle dusters. <laughs> and, uh... Your spook proofs. My spook proofs. And I pull it out, like, right onto my hand. And with a 10, it's a complete success. So I grab them. They're mine. And if I can, I, I'll just swing at this dude to try to, like, disperse him. Because he's still kind of a spirit, right? Like, I should be able to disperse him with a fucking swing of this Makes iron... Horseshoe. That seems seems like a legitimate thought process. Right. So, do you want me to roll something else to try to swing and disperse them? Kick some ass, man. Just check. Kick some ass, man. Just, just double checking. I would I, I would like to roll to help out. Can I like trip at him or something? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you can. Trip you can roll to help out. Yeah. I mean, oh, I feel like I could roll to help out as well. I feel like I'm doing a lot to help out right now, currently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you are driving the entire situation as it presently is. I, I open myself up to danger without doing anything to help. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't roll great, I, uh, so I'm gonna burn another luck. I'm gonna burn another luck. Fuck that. This is too Damn. intense. Uh-oh. Take the immediate twelve. Marley's gonna run out of some luck here in the future. Some day, some year. Yeah, I mean, I never used it, so I might as well use it now. Oh wow! All right. Uh, so that's another luck burn. It's an automatic twelve. Complete success. I fucking smash sure. this dude. Moss finally gets his wits about him and unloads his shotgun into him again. Again, wrong gun, but it's what he had. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turns and looks down at Moss and just fucking curb stomps him. Like, he just <laughs> picks up one foot and just brings it down on Moss's face. Oh. And uh, Moss is drowning. And then Marley just turns around and takes a swipe and catches him right in the knee. Because he's nine feet tall, so it's an easy shot. And the horseshoe shimmers where it goes through the water of his form and all the water below the knee below where he struck just splashes away and he comes down to one knee and uh, you travel the rest of your 50 feet and you get where you were going and you collide 
crash right into the other the other crash. You got there. You made it, and you just you just collide with the crash site. And everyone, everyone gets fucking knocked the fuck out. Except for me, right? Except for the librarian. <laughs> was the librarian. Everyone just this fucking goes blind. And uh, so, Jenny, you just, you oh, see no. this, right? Like, they're going to die. That's pretty obvious, right? And they just oh. crash into and through the back of, you know, the wreck that was already there from earlier. And the mules, like, hop over because, you know, they don't want to walk through that. And they didn't realize it was there. And the water horses and shit have been gone for a while. It was just the dude. And uh, the clouds have dispersed a bit. And you see him laying there, still corporeal. And you see the three people that you've hired there laying on the ground, unconscious, lying in the water. And he picks himself up and he goes to move forward. And there is a clash of thunder. And you look up overhead and you see that bird coming flying in from the eastern edge of the valley. Is what you can only assume. Only can assume that was the Thunderbird. It has to be. It's too big. It's too beautiful. It's too magnificent. And it flies overhead, and it brings a new wave of rain with it. But instead of being frigid, cold, and damning, the rain becomes cool and soothing. Mr. Moss, you wake up at this point. <laughs> and you look up, you look up and you see this. And O'Shaughnessy wakes up and sees this. And Orangey... Saves my fucking service! <laughs> you feel yourself stand up, and you look around and you see this. And you all see, stand up out of the ground, you see the ghost of the wife, and the ghost of the daughter, and the ghost of the two horses trot back, and the ghost of Orangey standing over their body. And the water fades away, and as it melts, it leaves only the ghost of the original man, Mikhail Angerson. And he hugs his family, and he dissipates. And the rain clears, and when the sun returns, all of the ghosts disappear. And there Orangey lays, on the ground, unmoving. And that's it. Good job, everyone. You won. Shit. Did you just kill Orangey Pritchett? Shit. I guess we'll have to wait until next Halloween to see. Uh, oh, <laughs> Luckily, that doesn't take too long. It's just a whole nother year. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever. Holy God, shit. Shout ugly, out ugly, to ugly. our guest who has been yes. absolutely lovely dealing with our shenanigans, <laughs> even though this ran longer than we wanted to. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to plug one last time before? Uh, yeah. Before give us your out? shout outs about the stuff and things you do and whatever. Uh, yeah. So once again, uh, my name's Justine. I go by Zelfie Forever across all social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitch mainly. And um, I'm assuming the links will be in the comments Absolutely. to them. Absolutely, I'm going to the, the episode description. Show notes, yeah, yes. those, that thing. Um, I am a costume designer for independent films, uh, cosplayer, and uh, social media coordinator. Currently working in Don't you have a stream, too? Oh, yeah, I do stream occasionally, <laughs> but I don't do much on it right now. Can you spell the name? Can you spell the uh, name uh, out loud for everyone? Yes, um, yeah. it's selfie forever. X E L F I number four, and then the word ever. 
to check in on your stuff later and see what's going on. It's great to have you around. Yeah. Thanks so yeah, much thank for coming on. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun. Thank you so much, loved, guys. Loved the beautiful Janny Waters. Yeah, we enjoyed the we enjoyed Janny Waters as a character. We enjoyed having you around. This has been fun. You know, another spooky season in the books, boys. Yeah. I, I just uh, I want to I want to shout out to our, our new talent and say uh, thank you very much. It meant a lot to us. You should have read the disclaimer. Now you're obligated to be Torchlight Tavern cast whenever we call for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You fucked up, Jay. You're free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, All right, everyone. Thanks for Bye joining all. us again on another spooky. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us, and we will see you later. Or maybe I won't. tavern goer it is i ryan i'm here to tell you that in case you haven't noticed we just finished a monstrous campaign our first campaign which means there's gonna be a second which we are working on currently but until we can bring you torchlit tavern season two campaign two we've got your favorite holiday apps coming at you nice and hot if these holiday hijinks aren't enough to tide you over until the next campaign Mosey your way on over to twitch.tv slash Tavern where you'll find Jeff leading a bunch of friends through a little thing that he likes to call Wacko Mundo. And maybe even a few behind the scenes things about Campaign 2. You can find that on Wednesdays, like I said, on Twitch. What Wednesday? I don't know off the top of my head, but you know where you can find that information on our socials. That is at Torchlit Tavern on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all those wonderful things. Even Patreon, if you really like us and want to give us a little money to keep doing what we're doing. And you know where else you can even find us? TorchlitTavern.com. Questions, comments, concerns, send them there. Or to any of the places that I just mentioned. Well, that's all I got for you uh, today, but until next time, gang, smell you later. Our theme song was written and originally performed by Mason Santos. All music and sound effects for this episode were brought to you by Epidemic Sound. Check out our referral link to their website in the episode description. Additional sounds in this episode are brought to us by freesound.org. This episode was edited by Ryan Santos and Jameson Oxford. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, Heroes is boring. It's hot.